This episode of the About Last Night podcast is sponsored by CISO. Do you love comedy? Well, you're listening to this podcast, so of course you do. We're hilarious. Do you enjoy Taryn Killam, Pete Davidson, and Beck Bennett from Saturday Night Live? How about stand-up from Roy Scovel? Retta from Parks and Rec? Well, they have all been guests on this podcast, and they all have content on CISO. What is CISO? CISO is a comedy streaming service tailor-made for comedy lovers like you and me. And it's, me! Yeah, I'm doing the ad this time, Adam! Sorry. It's got thousands of hours of great content available for you, 365, 24-7. Great shows like Saturday Night Live, The Office, Monty Python. It's all there at CISO.com. Go to CISO, S-E-E-S-O.com right now to stream all the comedy you want for free. How much? I said it was free, Adam! All right. Today's episode is brought to you by 5-4 Club. Oh, yeah, baby. You've heard of them. I know you have. You know why? Because they dress people like Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Zac Efron, Aziz Ansari, Don Cheadle... And Adam Ray. Yeah. Well, let me tell you how I got to learn about 5-4 Club. I'm a dude who doesn't have time to shop, okay? Um, I don't really like to shop. Um, and what I do like are people who know clothes, who know style, and want to help people like me out, okay? When you sign up to be a member of 5-4 Club for 60 bucks a month, only 60 bucks a month, here's what you get, Okay. You get proven style, recommendations, and advice from top stylists who just want to make you look good and educate you on how to wear certain pieces. They're not trying to make your wardrobe for you. They just want to help educate you on how to create your vibe, your style. It's an easy sign-up process, all right? You go in, you personalize your style preferences, create a profile, and whether you're looking for clothes for the office, the club, just a chill weekend or whatever... 5-4 has you covered. There are four style profiles, okay? Classic, casual, forward, and mix. You create these, and the guys put together a box of dope clothes for you and send it to your place, to your doorstep, direct delivery, free shipping. Free shipping. So few businesses do that, all right? Go to 5-4 Club right now. Sign up. Become a member. It's only 60 bucks a month, okay? The only way to get this brand is to be a member, all right? You can't find 5-4 Club anywhere else, so you got to sign up, baby. Do you want to stand out in the crowd and not blend in like everyone else? Do you want to wear the clothes that Don Cheadle and Blake Griffin wear? Do you want to start getting compliments from girls you didn't think were even looking at you? I'm telling you, Brad even wears this shit, all right? They've got his size. They've got little Brad's size. I can't stress how dope this company is. I wear their shit. It's dependable. It's reliable. They throw you how-to-wear style suggestions, curated collections, selected by personal stylists. You're not a stylist, man. Get some help from dudes that know what they're talking about. Free size exchanges, free delivery, and easy style profile edits. Great styles that are on point and on season. You want shorts and a button-up? Cool. They got them. You want jackets and jeans when it gets colder? They got them. Go to 54club.com right now. Use promo code ALN to get a nice little discount off your first package, all right? Also, if you sign up for 54 Club this month, they've teamed up with Robert Geller. Do you know who Robert Geller is? Yeah, maybe named Best Men's Wear Designer in 2009. He's collaborated with Levi's, Common Projects, Yeezy Season 1. Robert Geller is throwing in a pair of his $200 shades for free when you sign up this month to be a member in 54 Four club. All right? So go to 54club.com, use promo code ALN, and start looking better, baby. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. 
Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Wherever you get it, iTunes, Android, aboutlastnightpodcast.com, Stitcher. We appreciate all the love and support, your guys' tweets, your emails, your five-star ratings on iTunes, which uh, if you haven't done so, do it right now, baby, while you're listening to the intro. Give us a little five-star rating on the iTunes page and rate the podcast and comment on the iTunes page because that helps us climb the podcast charts and continue to uh, spread the About Last Night love all over this great world of ours. Uh, today's episode is might be one of my favorite episodes we've had in a long time. Uh, just because it's a guest I've, I've been wanting to uh, have on for a while. I've only met her a couple times. We both tested for Gabriel Iglesias' uh, new ABC show and uh, really had our first conversation there. And then we saw each other again at another audition, and uh, she's the sweetest person alive. She's a comedy juggernaut. I mean, her journey into this business is maybe the craziest you'll ever hear. Um, I'm talking about the one and only Angela Johnson. That's right. She started as an Oakland Raiders cheerleader uh, up in NorCal, came down to L.A., uh, within three months got invited to dance at Michael Jackson's 50th birthday party. What? That story's going to blow your mind. Um, <laughs> she uh, starts making videos, has a stand-up clip blow up on YouTube, unbeknownst to her, uh, starts to just get all this heat and buzz, um, gets on Mad TV, becomes a nationally touring headline comedian very quickly, which, as you'll hear her tell you, was tough. Um, she had not even 15 minutes of material, and now she's getting asked to headline. Um, she's she's awesome. Her, her work ethic and how she handled um, all this newfound pressure and success is really inspiring and, um, and a testament to, to where she is now, selling out theaters across the country. Her Netflix specials are some of the top-rated specials in comedy. Uh, her character, Bone Quiqui, that she has now turned into her own uh, comedic performance entity, uh, is on the road doing shows all the time. She's the best. She sat down with us. Uh, we did over an hour and a half on this one, and you guys are going to enjoy the hell out of it. Um, get all of Angela's tour dates and, uh, and, and merch and all that info on Angela.com. Follow her on Twitter, at Angela Johnson. Follow me on Twitter, at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter, at Funny Brad. And go see Brad this weekend, baby. He's going to be in New York City at Gotham Comedy Club, April 8th and 9th, headlining Gotham Comedy Club. Go see our boy Brad. Uh, do his thing. I was there a few months ago. Gotham's one of the best clubs in the country. So go see Brad Gotham Comedy Club, April 8th and 9th, New York City. I will be in West Palm Beach, baby, headlining the Improv in West Palm Beach uh, this weekend, April 8th through the 10th. Uh, five shows. Really pumped. Bring my boy Jay Davis with me. It's going to be a blast. My first time to this club. I hear it's a lot of fun. So get your tickets at Improv.com or AdamRayTV.com and come see me at the West Palm Beach Improv in West Palm Beach, Florida. That's right, baby. Also, special announcement. This Friday, as if we haven't been bringing you guys enough fucking awesome guests, which uh, has been so fun for us. Uh, the Goo Goo Dolls episode is in the can and is so good, I can't even tell you. The Dana Carvey episode's coming up. That one's going to blow your mind. But my pal Melissa McCarthy has a new movie coming out called Boss. And because she's my homie and she's the shit, she's given us a bonus episode podcast to promote the movie. And it's going to come out Friday. We're going to record it Friday. It's going to come out that same day. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can hear a bonus Melissa McCarthy episode interview on Friday, April 8th. 
I'm so pumped. I mean, she's just the best. The boss looks hilarious, by the way. You should definitely go see it. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter at ALN Podcast. Uh, of course, at ALN Podcast on Instagram. I'm at AdamRay33. Brad's at Brad Williams Comic. Uh, please keep watching Separation Anxiety. You guys, I appreciate all your love and support for that. It's TBS's highest-rated new show, so that's dope. Uh, of, of course, it airs Tuesdays, 10 p.m. on TBS, so uh, so keep watching that. Hopefully, we get a second season. That'd be dope. Uh, and Maybe the whole second season will be dwarves and, and senior citizens. That'd be cool. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why it has to be that combo, but that's the combo that sounds fun to me. Um, of course, get all your ALN merch uh, at astoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. Hats, shirts, mugs, posters. Uh, our ALN commemorative posters have been selling really well, and um, I'm glad you guys are digging those. Bring them to the shows. We'll sign them. People came to my shows uh, at the La Jolla Comedy Store this weekend with a lot of shirts. That was so fucking cool to see how many people brought shirts and had me sign them. Um, still have not signed a pair of tits, so uh, not that I'm mad about it, but it is on the bucket list, so... Let's let's get let's get that let's get that going. Male or female, I'm open. Um, anyway, appreciate you guys' love for the shows in San Diego this weekend. Please come out to West Palm Beach this week. Go see Brad in New York. Uh, enjoy this episode. Enjoy the bonus Melissa McCarthy episode on Friday. Those are the tour dates. That's all the Twitter info. That's all the merch info. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Angela Johnson. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. No, and then uh, my brother was living with me right before I got married, and then he moved out maybe a month before my husband moved in. So I had like one month of um, absolute freedom. Yeah, living during, by myself. Yeah, during that one month where you just thinking to yourself like, "Wow, maybe I shouldn't get married for a while." Like this is pretty <laughs> yeah. sweet. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> it was kind of lonely though. Actually, I mm-hmm. I realized I did love living with people too. Yeah. But I wanted to you're try You're social. It. You're very yeah. social. Yeah. I'm social to a point. Yeah. I love to retreat. Mm-hmm. Like I can be at a party or whatever and it takes so much energy for me to mingle and schmooze yeah. and then look for me. You're going to find me in the corner <laughs> because <laughs> there, I can breathe over there and be like, oh, nobody talk to me. There is, there is a skill, especially being out here in LA, to being that kind of person at the party that, that you could just walk around have oh, multiple it. conversations with people yes. and not get mad when they're talking to you yet looking around the room looking yeah. for the next person to talk to that is Hollywood yeah. Hollywood conversation yeah and it's and the, you, you do it here you do it in Montreal at the comedy festival at that bar that's there mm-hmm. it, yeah it's just I, I'm, I, I miss those actual conversations where people are like oh no I'm just gonna be Present. It, like present and with you yeah. for the next few minutes and I'm not going to just be looking around the room. Do you remember one of your first like really truly Hollywood conversations like when you moved down here where you may, might have been at a party where there was a lot of uh, <laughs> or some uh, sort of or a comedy club where somebody maybe just talked to you in a way that you were like, oh, that's a different tone of voice and a, <laughs> a unique way of delivering sentences. <laughs> I, there's no truth in what's being <laughs> thrown my way. Um, the things that come to my mind are 
guys trying to hit on me yeah. mm-hmm. with the the Hollywood things. Let me throw at you. I remember one time I went to a club. I fr- I just moved here, and I don't. It was one of those like popular at the time clubs mm-hmm. and um this guy was trying to tell me he was the drummer for um uh oh it sounds like my line like with fred durst or something like that's wait, how old it was wait you're you're bragging about that that's yeah. not good yeah but this is i knew nothing what he was talking about but he kept trying to prove it and he was showing me all his tattoos on his body and he goes see look at i got the something something tattoo right here by my ear i'm the drummer like he kept trying to I'm like, and look on this side what's your name yeah. again angela jo- yeah look i got your name right here yeah. below this ear and he was trying to prove to me he was in this band you that i was impressed. supposed to have known and i was like oh cool like yeah. i don't know yeah it's, it's like no i believe you i'm yeah. just not like I, I'm not I, interested. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he thought, like, I don't think you're getting it. Yeah. Drummer for Fred Durst. I don't know how you still have clothes on right yeah. now. <laughs> usually usually women don't get this far talking yeah, yeah, to me yeah. and they're still clothed. Yeah. I don't understand We're still that. talking? What yeah. is this? <laughs> Dude, it, it's, uh, it, it's now that, like, seeing how guys hit on women out here, I mean... I'm sure there's creepy guys everywhere, but yeah. seeing seeing it out here and how fast they go to like their IMDb page oh, sure. or <laughs> their credits or just yeah. lie and say like I'm a producer, which oh, is oh everyone's that- a producer, sure. Oh, but one time I'll tell you one time it did pay off. This is okay. a great story. Um, so I had just moved here maybe three months, right? I'd been in LA for three months from Northern California. And, from Northern California, and I was at this concert, and we were backstage because we were groupies. That's just what it is. And hey, it's um, fun. I've been a groupie. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> for non blondes. We good for you. Yeah. For non blondes. What's going on? I'll tell you. I'll tell. I tell you if you read my book. Step outside and I take a deep breath. Come on, that's my karaoke go to. Oh my god, I was just saying that was my karaoke go to. I just sang Should we it. We battle it. Oh. Now, or duetting. I, mean, oh, I can pull it up. <laughs> <You're> so sweet. <laughs> oh my God, yes, please. <laughs> we'll pull it up. We'll save it for the end. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're groupies uh, the backstage at this concert. There's this guy back there, and he's like, yeah, what's up? I'm a producer, this and that. And he's like, oh, yeah. Um, so what are you guys, dancers? Because I, that's the card that I used to pull when I was here, because I technically was. I was yeah, a cheerleader yeah. for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, I moved were. here to be an actress, but I really only had the Raiders as a credit. So mm-hmm. I was like, get in where you fit in. Let me do dance things. So I would do dance auditions for music videos, commercials. Wow. That world like fascinates that. me, by the way. I mean, because I know nothing about it, but I mean, it's like, I mean, is it similar hustle and grind that it is for acting? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, think of like the auditions that we go on for like a commercial or something. Go there and there's 60 girls and all in their dance whatever you have to learn choreography you know what i mean so you learn like mm-hmm. six eight counts at this audition within you know 45 minutes and then at the end you perform it in groups of four in front of a panel of people and you're picking. expected to be perfect yeah yeah and they're looking for you to not i mean they're looking for any imperfection to single you out and well i mean they're doing all kinds of things the casting of what you look like how you dance like everything right. and i'm not really good at learning choreography so mm-hmm. i was I, I didn't really book those ones so would you smile just smile <laughs> but, more oh yeah fake it's how you make <laughs> yeah. it that's what i would do that's why i was in musical theater i was like i can step ball t- change until <laughs> the cows come home but you're asking <laughs> me to like spin around on one foot <laughs> but look at my face yeah yeah yes. hey, this guy's <laughs> having a great time <laughs> shitty dancer below the belt but boy above the neckline he's the best <laughs> 
yeah. So, yeah. so how would you stand out in these? So I would go to these auditions, whatever. That I was trying to be a dancer. So that's how we became groupies at this concert. Is one of my friends was a dancer in this certain artist who I won't say their name's okay. music mm-hmm. video. So we all came to the, Lil to the Wayne. concert. Let's yeah, just be honest. Little, he wasn't even back then. It's before Little Wayne. It's before, before but, Little. Wayne. I mean, was so at the time he was Little Little Wayne. Like, yeah, like, like, he was like, Baby Wayne. He was Baby, baby Wayne, Wayne at the time. Okay. So BW before Wayne. <laughs> We're backstage at this concert, this guy, producer, whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I throw these events and whatever. Give me your phone number. Let's connect, right? And I give this guy my phone number. Mm-hmm. Knowing full well, he's just telling me stories. The Hollywood game. Like, oh, you're a producer. Oh, really? Give you my phone number. Okay, here. Here's my phone number. Whatever. Yeah. Give me my phone number. Because gr- girls do that because like, there's no harm in at least giving the number right or I guess some, it depends what season of life you're at yeah. I guess <laughs> yeah. sometimes you're great like yeah answer. who cares yeah. sure and other mm-hmm. times you're like oh, okay back up buddy no yeah. thank you but you got enough not creepy vibes to be able yeah. to be like okay this is at least yeah. I can go this far yeah exactly yeah. and plus we were like backstage so he felt like all important you yeah. know yeah. and, and he could have been there. fake so I fell for it I was like yeah. oh you're a producer and you're backstage like me and you have a pass okay sure yeah whatever. we're on the same level it was like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which should have been a clear sign not to give him <laughs> yeah. my phone number. He has we a phone, too. We were at the same too. level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's like, yeah, okay, you guys are dancers. I have some events. Maybe you guys could come to some of my events. So he calls me like three days later. And he's like, hey, what's up? I'm throwing this big party. I need um, some dancers mm-hmm. at the party. Like not stripper dancers, okay. but like. Go-go, go-go dancers, yeah. Yeah. okay? And so he's like, do you think you could get a couple of your friends to come and work this party I'm throwing? And I was like, yeah, sure. How many friends do you need? He's like, six people. I was like, okay, cool. And uh, when is it? Next weekend? Okay, great. All right. Talk to you later. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's uh, Michael Jackson's birthday party. It's at his house. No. What? Oh, I, uh, wait, wow. what? Bros. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't even know. I have so I know. many. I know. Yeah. I just watched This Is It like two nights ago. Yeah. Like for the fourth time in like two months <laughs> because you know, mean, and then I just get obsessed because I wish he was still alive. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. So, and, all right. Break this down moment to moment. So first of all, you get were you as amazing. shocked as we just were when you said oh, that? Oh, are you kidding me? Well, this is what I did. I'm sure when he said, get me six friends, he meant mm-hmm. six hot chicks. Mm-hmm. This is what I did. I said, sure, I got you. Six friends. No worries. I hung up the phone. I called up all my homies and was like, yo, Flight hey, down. Chuck, you want to come with me and Michael oh, yeah. Jackson's house? <laughs> hey, Harry, I called all my homies. I called yeah. my homegirl, Angie. She wasn't even a dancer. Like She's a DJ. She's like, yes, girl, let's go. I called the, just my friends. Yeah. Right. It's That's like, a move. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like you called someone and they're like, do you have any dance experience? Yeah. Uh, I was in the background of my third grade yeah. play and I played a tree, but I kind of did a little move. Let's so go. yeah, sure. Let's go. Michael Jackson's let's do this <laughs> sure because you want to share that moment with all exactly. your friends yeah it was unreal i was like you guys we're gonna go to michael jackson's house this is oh, for real did like, you run a limo did birthday. they send you a car like so this is what happened all right mm-hmm. um, don't spare any detail oh no <laughs> it's great. and i've tried to tell this story on stage before i've tried to tell it twice and it doesn't translate on stage like you have to cut the fat you know what i mean yeah. for, for stage but stories. this is a story you want to cut but the fat exactly. of i want to yeah. know the color of the scarf the llama That's was wearing that fed you <laughs> Bacon wrapped yes. hot dogs yeah. while moonwalking. What yeah. flavor of cotton candy was <laughs> yeah. in the machine? Yeah. We need to know these details. So I stopped saying it because I'm like, it's not working. I'm just going to keep this for stories that I tell. Maybe I'll put it in my book someday. Because you, you are know, a great storyteller. And it is funny how like the more you start to accumulate certain stories in life and you're like, oh, maybe that's a... Like that's a stage story and that's not a yeah. stage story. And you want every great story yeah. to be able to go to the stage, yeah. but sometimes 
Yeah. This is just better so, for podcasts. So, yeah, sometimes it's just the About Last Night podcast story. And that, that's and what I'm saying. That's fine with that. And this is the first time I'm sharing this story oh on a podcast or interview. Hey. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. About Last Night podcast. Yeah. Exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need an air horn now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, this was a party that was either put on or in sponsorship, co whatever with um, mm-hmm. Kiss FM, the cool. radio station, yeah, right? right? Big. So we go to the radio station and we get on this big like tour bus right mm-hmm. this charter bus me and my friends bunch of radio station people were all on the bus right so the guy who booked me for it worked for the radio station gotcha okay, okay. so anyways we drive to santa barbara or wherever his ne- neverland, neverland ranch, ranch is, yeah right was oh, at the ranch oh yeah oh my god so <laughs> my llama statement was true yeah bro <laughs> So we get there, right? And then you see the gr- the gates there, the gold gates, and you walk in. And at first, there's a little train station, okay? Mm-hmm. An actual train station. Like a Disneyland? Yeah, like a train yeah. station. You go inside, there's this little like house type thing, but it's like your waiting area for the train. And they have ice cream in there, all kinds of treats while you're just waiting for the train to come, right? Oh then this little gosh. train comes, picks you up. Everybody gets in the train. And the little train drives you all the way around to where the theme park is, right? So we go into the theme park and he had this outdoor tent, kind of like a circus tent type thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you go inside and it was set up for like a catered dinner. Like he had a, a his 50th birthday party. Like it was a huge party Holy that he crap. had, right? Yeah, DJ, music, all kind of... And people had performed earlier that day. Like right. I think like Ashanti or somebody, like whoever was hot at the time. Mm-hmm. Moesha? Moesha. <laughs> the cast of Moesha acted yeah. out two scenes from <laughs> season four. Yes. <laughs> They well, were all best there. season, so yeah. <laughs> makes sense. And I guess like earlier in the day was more of his private thing okay. with like his celebrity friends, and then by the time we got there, now was, you like, did the quotes. Nighttime. Did that mean like kids? I wasn't that there. He was... I hate you. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't believe any of that. You don't? No, I don't. Okay, you you do you. Um, <laughs> oh, so, right, moving on. So we get to this theme park, and it's kind of like the party is already was winding down yes. and it's like the nighttime version's about to happen, right? And so it's just a bunch of people and the theme park opened to everyone. So we were like going on the rides. He has a movie theater there. We went does. into the movie theater and it has everything, all king size candies, galore, popcorn, <sighs> everything, right? And Not real life. I mean, are you able to stop and take in anything like for a moment my or is it over? eyes were wide the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Like mouth dropped. We were just like, <gasps> like kids in a candy store, literally. Yeah. We walk into this movie theater in the theme park and they give you like a big bucket of popcorn, but you just take all the king size candies you want and put them in there. Like it was like supermarket sweep. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going on all the rides, bumper cars, everything. We go back into the tent where the whole party is. Right. And, um, Next thing you know, I see, and Michael's nowhere to be found. Sure. It's just like a bunch of people at even like, Neverland. There's not, not even like a, uh, he's on a loudspeaker or a hologram appears no. every 40 feet, just saying, like, having a good time. Nothing, no. right? <laughs> really good, Michael. Well, he, I appreciated well, that one. I mean, the, the thing is, is that sounds crazy, but if you told us that that was real, we would be like, uh huh. Well, because he's, like, it sounds like he's such an amazing it. host that it's yeah. like, why wouldn't you have a hologram of yourself checking in on the guest every room, being like, take as many candies as you want, you know, yeah. or just. No, yeah. It's okay. just everybody having a great time on his property. So you right? have a bucket of king size candies. Yeah. And so now we're back Perfect into to this. eat before dancing. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> exactly. So we're like, okay, when do we dance? Like yeah. nobody's told us when to come and dance. So we mm-hmm. go back into the tent area, right? They have other go-go dancers, not the girls that I brought and the guys that I brought, mm-hmm. other go-go dancers that they hired 
on the stage dancing, right? So we're like, hey, um, do you guys need us to dance? And they're like, no, nah, you guys are cool. Just enjoy the party. We didn't Whoa. even do what we were hired to do. Did, did, we just came to party. Did you get paid? You know what? I don't remember if we got paid. I know it was supposed to be $150 a person, but I don't remember if they actually ever paid us because we didn't ever work. Because you were so blindsided by... Yeah, I mean, and you're consumption like, who cares? You yeah. would have paid five thousand yeah. dollars just to do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we're like, oh, you don't even need us, so just enjoy the party, <laughs> okay? Right. So now we're here at his birthday party, okay? So we're in this tent, people are dancing, have a good time, and then next thing you know, you see like a couple of people start gathering over by this like entryway of the tent, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like big bouncer bodyguard looking dudes there, and I go up to one of them, and I was like, hey, um. Why is everybody like congregating over here? Like, what's going on? And he goes, "Just stand by me." And okay. I go, "What?" <laughs> okay, right. So he's standing there like yeah. all tough, and then I'm like standing as close as possible to him. I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but he said, "Just stand by me." Yeah, that so I'm like telling my move. friend Angie, I'm go, Angie, get over here. Yeah. She's like, "What? What? I just stand right here. I I'm don't on know. the end. Something's about to happen, but just stand right here." So yeah. we're standing next to this huge, tall black guy, who's clearly his bodyguard of some sort. Right? Who knows what's up all the time. Next thing you know, you hear over the loudspeaker, "Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the birthday boy himself, Michael Jackson." He comes walking right in front of us mm-hmm. to go towards the microphone where he was going to say something on the microphone. He walks in front of us, and you know those footage of like old school Michael documentaries where it's the, he's like in Japan and the Asian girls are like screaming, yep. crying, yeah, and they're and, yep. like, crying and like they're passing out. We were the screaming Asian girls. <laughs> you lost your fucking. You turned. You turned Japanese. My mind. <laughs> That's amazing. He goes past us, and we're crying You're tears, so crying. crying tears. Yeah. Screaming, doing the fingers, like oh my god, sparkle. Trying fingers. to reach, but knowing your limits. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Total. We were crying tears. Actual tears came out. I think out. people do, but by the way, they shake their fingers so they know they can't grip anything, actually. They're Maybe like, that's what I'll be is. safe if I just do this. But yeah. he walked past us. We're like, ah! screaming like crazy. Oh, oh my crying. gosh. We turned to each other and we're like, what are you doing? He just walked by you. Didn't yeah. look at you. Nothing. Yeah, but he just, just felt his presence. presence. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. walked right in front of us. We're screaming like crazy. He goes up to the microphone, says a little speech of some sort, mm-hmm. walks right back out. That's the only time we ever saw him. But hey, you were a foot from him. Wow. Bro, he walked right in front of me. What would you have done if he, I mean, that's, in, I mean, he I just know. said like, thanks for coming. Yeah. And Hope you had a good time. Yeah. Leave at least one Reese's because that's my favorite. And I think we, we underbought, we underbought and I just realized that. Um, well, oh my God. Was any other celebrities like at the party or was that just kind of... That um, like you said, that was the earlier section. I think it was the earlier time because I remember. I, I want to say it was either Terry Crews or not Terry Crews, but who's the guy who plays Debo? Debo. Remember Friday Debo? Oh, oh. I feel like it it was him, maybe. I can't remember who we saw there because it was more so we're here at Michael Jackson's house walking around on his property. Right. 
riding rides at his Neverland Ranch. Holy shit. Like, you're not even thinking about celebrities at that yeah, point. You're, we didn't you're even just care thinking, like, this, this. We were there. Yeah, this plot of land is the yeah. celebrity. It, it's. Like yeah. and this is before like Instagram. This is before oh, yeah. social media. So yep. they, you're not running around like periscoping. Like where am I going to Texas? Yeah. Like no. This is just for you in that moment. Yeah. So it, we get on after we're done. We get on the train. We take it back. Mm-hmm. We get back on the bus. Take the bus home, and all of us are just like staring at each other. Like trying to what comprehend. the hell yeah. just happened? Yeah. We were just at Michael Jackson's house. And well, how did this? How do we happen? get back? Yeah. Does anybody remember the code or the yeah. or the whistle that you had to make? Right, to, we right, weren't allowed right. to take any pictures. Yeah, I was just saying if anything. If, do, do you think they would have confiscated phones if probably if this was if Instagram and Twitter were? Um, I I don't I know we weren't allowed to take pictures. Yeah, I, so it was two thousand and three. So they just trusted. So you, we though. did have cell phones, but they weren't like camera phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The or, most high tech. They yeah. were Nokia. You you could yeah. play you you could play Snake. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's and, unreal. And that and that was within your first month of being three in months. Yeah. So you're so you're just calling your friends in the Bay Area like you don't even know you just come down here you, you just yeah. hang out you get invited to Michael Jackson's house yeah. like Hollywood's awesome yeah, totally <laughs> yeah that's oh, an inspiring man. story for anybody who's like thinking but you know what that is that's such a great story because that is kind of what I don't know what your preconceived notions were of L A before you came down but I mean you I think for all of us I mean you do hear some sort of glorified oh, yeah. celebratory like. You know, you might get discovered at a coffee bean and yeah. be the, the yeah. star of a new Disney show or whatever yeah. it is. You run so into that, Tony Braxton at the gas station. I don't know why asked, I went to Tony Braxton as my well, go-to celebrity, well, but whatever. And she, she had asked, a good albums. She asked you to sing backups for her <laughs> sure. on two world tours. <laughs> That's still a dream of mine. Tony, if you're listening. I mean, um, hell, the, 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 the first time I ever did stand-up uh, was at the Laugh Factory right down the street from here. And uh, Val Kilmer uh, was at the uh, 76, which is right, no, yeah. Yeah, it was right next to it. And I... I had three dwarf friends with me that were watching that they were there to watch me do stand up that night, my first time ever. So we all ran over to Val Kilmer. Oh my god! And like, Did he think you were attacking him? Well, he he was like Willow flashback. Yeah, he was like, "This is a reenactment. What's happening?" But he was so nice. He like we we took a picture all all, all together, and we're like, and you're like, "Hey, you can tell all your friends that 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 you're in Willow too." And we're like, "You damn right, I'm gonna tell all my friends I'm in Willow too." Wow. It's like, but but that but that was like my first sort of, and that was my first time coming to Hollywood to do stand up. So I'm like, well, this this just happened. See celebrities everywhere. This is all this is all good. I'm gonna be Pamela Anderson next time. Who knows? I saw Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey within two weeks of being here. That was since we're just sharing like the first two months. I was hammered at Saddle Ranch, (laughs) and they were sitting in a corner booth. (laughs) They were sitting in a corner booth. Yeah, they were at Saddle Ranch. Yeah. Well, I guess back in the day, when did you move here? Two thousand one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. I was, sure, oh. it was a popular... So a freshman at USC, yeah. and I went out there. It was also like one of my first times leaving downtown LA to actually like be in LA. Like I you know, what, didn't start staying up until 07, so I didn't really leave campus much to like see how cool actually you know, uh, LA was. So I'm at this place, I'm like, whoa, LA, like, this exists not next to campus. Like, all I'm accustomed to is you know, Denny's and this shitty movie theater. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that was um, it. Yeah. And, uh, and so I see them in the corner and I, I just like, couldn't believe it. Like I was seeing, it was for celebrity like sighting up and close. So I walked over naturally because I was like, I got to say something to them. <laughs> That's as far as I got. They, they, they need to know my feelings. <laughs> they, need to know, they need to know how great I think they are. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't give a shit. I just wanted to have a moment. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is why a lot of, you know, celebs get accosted by yeah. people and they, yep. 
everyone's just trying to have their moment, their yeah, yeah. memory. I don't know what comes into our brains, and I'm guilty of this even now, where I go, I have to tell them how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's, I'm they not. I'm not going to change their lives. And no the, one's sitting there going like, yes, but how am I doing in the dwarf market? Like, <laughs> yeah. like well, okay, a lot of people are. So no, don't. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's no one's bullshit. thinking that. No, no, like, but we, well, so we, I we still have to have that moment. I stood over him and hovered for a few minutes. <laughs> oh god! I just stood there like a you drunk guy. guy. So very creepy because I just stood and. And stared, and then I could feel them like turn from their conversation to me, and then and so then I was like, okay, you should probably say something. And then I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh my god! <laughs> and I remember being so drunk that I couldn't like. I was like, God, you're so bad at talking right now. <laughs> but I wasn't like, I wasn't black. I've you know, I wasn't blacked out, so I knew what I was doing. But I also, you know, I couldn't. I didn't have. You had you had the right thoughts in your head, but yeah. then it came out of your mouth. Is uh, I I think you're good. Even like like if there are little people running Not like your brain and like helping you get places on the machines. Like even they're all half asleep. So it was like oh they were working OT. So I woke them up and they have to drive my body to this position yeah. and then. Like oh, we can work the mouth, but like I'm half asleep. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing either. We can work yeah. the Yeah. So I literally was like, what are, you, "What are you guys doing?" And then I remember they said something, and then she kind of smiled, and then he was like, "Are you good, man?" And I was like, "You guys are good." <laughs> and then and then he was like, "Okay," and he gave some sort of like nod and a smile, and like a, like thank That's you, enough. Yeah, yeah, like okay, and tap then, out, you're done. Yeah, and then I remember somebody <laughs> came up behind me and pulled me away, and uh, oh. but I shared that story. Oh my God, like. With everyone back home being like, I met Nick Lachey and Jessica <laughs> Simpson. What was it like? They were cool. They were cool. They were cool. They were cool. Yeah, I mean, they're good Everyone's people. actually real cool, man. I mean, were, I, I don't know what you've heard in the press, but when they talked to me, yeah. when we had our moment together. They actually I mean, made they it weird. Awesome. They actually made it weird. They made it weird. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they kind of dismissed me. But, uh, uh, but, but just so we're all very clear, your story wins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that Brad and I immediately piggybacked. Well, okay, Angela. Michael Jackson's birthday. Cool. I was at <laughs> Saddle Ranch. Brad's like, I was outside of a 76 station. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I met the Close. guy that played volleyball with Tom Cruise. So, I mean, come on. That's, Close, pretty, that's pretty good. Now, how big of a, I mean, obviously, you cried seeing him. So, I mean, you were a pretty yeah. big Michael fan. Yeah. I mean, I was a big Michael fan, but I'm, I'm not on the Asian girl from the documentary level. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that crazy fanatic, but I've always been a Michael fan. And then yeah. it was just a weird thing happening like it was just all so magical yeah when you um because you come from a big dance background right kind of okay kind of so when you when did you start um up in norcal like doing any sort of um performing so here's the thing like i started cheerleading when i was young like eight years old but it was like competitive like stunts and tumbling and round off back tuck and like that kind of stuff espn4 that's what I'm saying. Cheerleading. Okay. Well, ESPN like 17. Like it's <laughs> down the line. Okay. It, like that kind of cheerleading. Yeah. So like the like pretty dancing, like all the technical terms, like your pirouette, pirouettes and all that kind of stuff. Like I didn't know any of that. That just sounds that. like something that's on a French menu to me. Yeah. It sounds delicious, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Exactly. I had no idea what I was doing. I went to the Raiders audition and just faked it until I made it. And I gave them all the face. Right, mm-hmm. I sold them on my tood in my face, <laughs> and booked the the team. I, I booked the the gig. Right, but here's the thing: uh, what you were joking earlier, you're saying like, "Oh, he's amazing up here," but yeah. you know, the feet came up, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm at the audition, and the director of the Raiderettes, she was teaching the choreography to like mm-hmm. hundreds of girls, right? Sure. And um, she had a little Britney Spears microphone on on her face that she was sure. like talking while she was teaching the moves. Mm-hmm. 
and she would play the music and we'd all do it and she jumps off of the stage and she like weaves her way through and comes and finds me and um she she says uh clearly you have no dance training jesus oh <laughs> truth table for two yeah but you have something that cannot be taught Wow. Pizzazz. <laughs> the best backhanded compliment I've ever received. Yeah. yeah. You, I remember until this day, it meant I, I didn't receive anything negative from it. I was like, oh my God, thank you. Okay, so you took, yeah, you're right. you took the yeah. ladder. I yeah. have the it factor, you <laughs> yeah, guys. That's, that's right. what she was saying. Yeah. <laughs> I have no training, Yeah. but I got the it factor. Wow. And then how many just pairs of absolute hate eyes did you get? From like the rest of the I girls that have been that have been dancing since like age I two, know, right? Just going like it. This is it over here, yeah. woman. Come over here. <laughs> These I mean, seventeen years of training. Yeah, that is um, Look at this pirouette. <laughs> <laughs> so do you? Um, okay, so you take that now. That's so yeah, a, that's I'm not a, a trained that's dancer. That's a giant compliment. Also, a huge confidence booster for just yeah. all aspects of. Yeah, just kill it. Just do you, and that's <laughs> what I did. I was like, all right, well, I'll just fake it till I make it, and then I made the squad. And, and I did it for one year, and then I moved here. And that was the year they went to the Super Bowl. Went to the Super Bowl. What? Right. <laughs> yeah. So what? all years to pick. So you, you hear that, Oakland? Uh, mm-hmm. You get rid of Angela. No Super Bowl sets. Yeah. That's what Just Lesson saying. learned, hopefully. Just saying. <laughs> uh, now, I mean, like, I've seen, like, I always thought that, like, NFL cheerleading was this huge, glamorous thing. And then I saw the uh, HBO Real Sports. Where they're like, yeah, they get paid, like, 150 bucks a game. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And like, and they were telling all these horror stories, oh, yeah. and I was watching it like, but they're NFL yeah. cheerleaders. That can't be yeah. true. Like, how much does that is well true? Is that at the time, or does it vary from team to team? Um, it's very true. All of it. It does vary from team to team. We mm-hmm. uh, at the time I cheered two thousand two, two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Um, we were the highest paid cheerleaders in the NFL at eighty dollars a game. What? Um. What I made more playing Wolverine at Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah. and that's that, fucked up. I yeah. I made more playing Madden, and that and that was a fake game. Are you kidding? Like that's, we did what? rehearsal that's Tuesday night, Thursday night, Saturday morning at yeah. seven in the morning. Yeah, and then game day on Sunday was like ten hours, and we only got paid for game day. You didn't get paid for you rehearsals. Get paid for rehearsals? Or How do they get away with that? Well, there was a big lawsuit yeah. about it mm-hmm. last year, two years ago, three years ago. I don't know how many years ago now, but one of the girls sued the Oakland Raiders mm-hmm. because it wasn't even minimum wage, technically. Yeah, if you break down all the practice hours and everything yeah. like that, I'm and sure And their it argument was it's not a job, it's a hobby, and they just oh, pay you for God. the games and stuff like that. But, I mean, honestly, I... I enjoyed it. I wouldn't have. They tried to get girls to jump on with the class action suit and mm-hmm. everybody team in. I did not join in. Um, I I enjoyed need- my time there. Yeah. I learned a lot. Sure. I had a, an amazing time, an amazing experience, and I knew it wasn't my full time job. It was. It, this was just going to be one stop on the. Uh- it was a fun experience that I I feel honored that I got to be a part Hell of. Hell yeah! So I I. How was yeah. it? I mean, what were the what are the highlights for you? Like the or the perks that like I mean, you big sports fan? Uh, yeah, I was yeah. a Raiders fan, but I wasn't like huge and like I don't know the stats or mm-hmm, you right. know things like that. But um, we my first time flying to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii for the first time because we shot a photo shoot there for our calendar. Whoa! I was in a calendar. <laughs> uh, Just that, that sentence. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was like, in a calendar, and they took us to Hawaii to go what, shoot the pictures. What month were you? Not that it matters, but just curious. Um, I think Perv it was like alert! Sept- I know. Jeez, Brad's like, I'm gonna because I'm on Google right, right. now. <laughs> it was like collage. We were all yeah, over gotcha. everything. But that's also like photo shoot. Like I'm, I'm guessing like 
sexy photo shoot, right? Yeah, well, like on it's a bathing Hawaii suit. Rocks yeah, bathing and suit like, calendar. That's kind of that seems fun. Yeah, yeah. I, who doesn't want? I mean, like, I mean, if it, I mean, if the Denver Broncos wanted me to wear a, to wear a bikini and go out and like pose in the Rocky Mountains, I would do it. I mean, I mean, just saying, guys. I would buy that calendar, so right? I. I think I would. Come on, Brad, it's actually a great idea for merch. <laughs> me in a bikini in the Rocky Mountains. Well, let's. I mean, let's save that for like if if the world adds a month, but like the all other, but like the twelve other months, like you just in different seasons, maybe in different outfits, in uh, you different know, seasons. You know what? Outfit. I think that has to happen. March. I, 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 I mean, I, yeah. I mean, well, March is the obvious, and yeah. December is the obvious. Each but month, we'll have a different guest celebrity that you've met, like Val Kilmer. Whoa! Oh, take right. it to the next level, Angela Johnson. <laughs> she just got a percentage. Yeah. You'll reenact like the moments you met them, and it's you and Val at a seventy-six. Oh, oh God. and then it's just me humping John Stamos's leg. Yeah, like what's up? Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know he wouldn't actually be there because he's scared of little people. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but we Photoshop him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Photoshop him. We, we 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 get Rob Lowe to substitute, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Hilarious! It's not just me that mixes them up. <laughs> Are there? Like, yes, you get to go to why? Obviously, the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, we went to the Super Bowl. That, that was, was. I mean, nuts. we got majorly spanked in the Super Bowl. That was embarrassing. I think we mm-hmm. lost by like forty something points. Did, but, do your cheers but, change as the game goes on? Something like that. We don't that? even cheer. We dance. They play music, and we have choreography that we dance to, and then we shake our pom poms. Right. And wave them. But did they say at some point, like when the game was getting out of hand, like ah, maybe we can just uh, um, t- tone down the happy dances at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 stay at attention, which is just hands on your hips you just watch the game keep your eyes on the game That's yeah because i guess you know, like, like, a, like a disappointed mother yeah. just like you yeah. are not winning right now and then if something good happens then you turn around to the audience you wave them your pom-poms you and then you turn back to the yeah country. and then you always have that shot where like the 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 they're about to go they're about to go to commercial or coming back from commercial yeah. and you're just standing there like oh yeah, yeah yeah oh when you got to be on jumbotron yeah oh, that was like highlight <laughs> did you ever famous did, yeah did you what was did you have a go-to jumbotron face um no it's kind of like what anybody does when they know they're in the background of a picture loses their mind oh no you just you make your pretty your pretty face oh god like you know somebody's taking a picture and you're whatever so So you make sure you say something that's funny or whatever it is so you look good in the background it's kind of like that funny you pretend you don't know it's on you and you're just waving at the audience but you're being extra pretty yeah (laughs) any other any other misconceptions you think people have about the world of nfl cheerleading yes People think um, cheerleaders are dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, on our squad, we had girls with their master's degrees. We had doctors. We had um, full-time students, mm-hmm. um, girls in marketing, girls that worked at banks. Um, future so, superstar comedian. Future superstar. Man, Johnson. Johnson. Come on, man. Girls trying to figure their lives out, <laughs> like me. Uh, yeah. Gr- uh, girls that would someday attend a birthday party for my, for Michael Jackson. Like, <laughs> That's you had, what I'm saying. You had some good... Some good people on that team. Yeah. Well, we, and and you would, th- and, and that should go to show because it, hell, if you're making eighty bucks a game, essentially eighty dollars a week, hopefully you have some other stuff going on. Hopefully oh, you're yeah. not just a cheerleader. You know, hoping some mm-hmm. Japanese businessman sees you. And, and, right. And, and, and oh, we did you. have two Japanese girls okay. from Japan. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a foreign exchange program type thing, but it was two girls. They didn't even speak any English from Japan. They were oh, man. Too. Oh. I forgot about them. Wow. <laughs> Do you keep in touch with any of them still? Um, not the Japanese girls. Right. <laughs> but uh, yes, I have a couple of friends that I'm still really good friends with. And um, one, of, one of my closest friends from the squad, she actually ended up marrying one of the coaches. Whoa. And hey. um, he now is going to be coaching for the Los Angeles Rams. 
Whoa. Oh, there you go. Yeah, He's going to be back in went, town. Yeah, he went from Raiders to Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. for about 10 years or seven years. Then he went to the Chicago Bears, and now he's going to be with the Rams here. So oh, she got, she got now a, she's moving here, so I'm excited. You got a hookup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually wherever he coaches, we'll go to some games. That's awesome. But yeah, she's one of my best friends from the squad. How, yeah, so like with all the stuff with dancing and everything like that, like stand-up was never in your no. mind. Like that, like, no. the, like you're not one of those people like, I remember watching Eddie Murphy Raw when I was five and nope. I knew that I'd become a comedian. And you like, were like cracking jokes on the sidelines. Like when I played clarinet in seventh grade, I was <laughs> one of the, and I mean, I was just looking for a place to insert that stat. Uh, but uh, uh, brag about my courtyard and my, my lack of clarinet skills. Uh, but so I was like one of the last chairs because hey, I would get nervous uh, during test day and fuck up, but also I would just like make I would just try to make jokes the whole time. So I knew like, and my teacher was like, "Oh, this isn't at all what you're gonna do at some point." I remember he even said to me. So I mean, like, was there during cheerleading or any part of school where you were kind of starting to like dabble in? Yes and no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking back, yes. For instance, um, in my high school yearbook, I went to a bunch of different high schools. I had a really hard time in high school. It's a whole nother podcast. Oh boy. But I went to a bunch of different schools. The one I went to my senior year, um, I was a TA in the art class, right? So I wasn't even good at art. I got to be the TA, the teacher's assistant in mm. the advanced art class. You got you got to collect the finger paints. I swept at the end of the day. up their their mess on the floor. And wiped That's their face when they do. ate the crayons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did my senior year. I was the TA, right? But I was funny and I would make them laugh. I would make the teacher laugh. So she would send me to other classrooms to like go and do a performance for the class, uh, performance right? cleanup. Like, like for instance, the class next door was another art class, and mm-hmm. she would say, "Go to Mr. Rourke's class, and I want you to go sing Staying Alive,' right? Because I would do that in her class. Mm-hmm. So I would just go in his class, and in the middle where there would be like the fruit basket that all the kids are painting, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I would jump up on there and I would just start singing Staying Alive, right? And they lost their minds. Yeah, you like Patch Adams. That's it. That's <laughs> what I would do, right? So she wrote in my yearbook. Um, something about being off the cuff and whatever and I'll see you on Saturday Night Live one day or something like Whoa. that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Matt TV. Close. Come on. Close, close. enough. Yeah, close enough. enough. <laughs> Very close. There's only two successful sketch comedy shows in the history yeah. of TV. So, yeah. okay, yeah, sure. But even then, I never... Comedy wasn't a thing for me. It was just like, oh, okay, I just made him laugh. I never thought like, oh, I'm a funny person. Mm-hmm. Never in my life did I think, oh, I'm a funny person. And nobody around you said like, I mean, other than that, I mean, that's kind of saying, they'll see on Saturday Night Live. My my dad's funny. My sister's funny. My brothers are funny. We're all just funny. Mm -hmm. So it didn't seem like there was anything special about me. It was just like, yeah. You were just keeping up with your family. That kind of is the case, isn't it? Like somebody has to stand out um, for, I guess, the rest of the family to be like, oh, fuck, I wish I, like, that's special. But if everybody was cracking jokes, then you're just kind of blending in. I'm not even the funniest one in my family. Who is? My brother, Kenny is hilarious Mm -hmm. he's the funniest one but if you bring him in front of strangers he like zip he gets he clams up he won't say anything it's 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 a different kind of funny that's what i'm saying in the family circle on text message we're in a group chat with all my siblings and my mom and Mm -hmm. he's hilarious oh my god he's he's so much more funnier than me is there he just could never like what like in a whole text stream like between your like what is he can you I, share any of that? He's just so... If you need... I mean, I'm trying to think... No. I'm trying to think of something that... I mean, what is this even his style? Or is it just like dry? Or is he like abrasive? Or Honest. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I always say He calls everybody my, on their shit, huh? My brother, Kenny, is my inspiration for Bonquiqui, my character. So funny. Why? Really? A lot of things that she says, he said first. 
Like I will cut, I will cut you. I will cut you. <laughs> what? Really? Um, I was thinking it was a joke, but man, like just the ridiculous things that she says mm-hmm. would come out of his mouth. Like he he's just the type of guy. Like for instance, we were I I would tell this story sometimes. We were at a stoplight driving. He's driving. I'm in the passenger seat, and the car in front of us threw like an M and M wrapper out the mm-hmm. window. And so he put his car in park, and he walked up, and he was like, mm, "Excuse me, you drop this." <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they didn't drop it. They yeah. threw it out the window. Yeah. He's right. like, oh, I'm sorry, you dropped this. <laughs> and then, but now, mm-hmm. is that kind of his regular accent, or was he just like putting that on? And- oh, it depends. If he's getting real attitudey, mm-hmm. he'll put it on. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, he's I don't know. Like he's so that made ghetto you- fabulous. Yeah. yeah, he's just he has no filter. He says whatever he wants to say. That's so, um, so would you start to kind of like recognize like, or it made you laugh? But then also, I mean, but when did you start to kind of like gather enough material from him and go, oh, that's a I'm gonna pocket that away for? I don't know a sketch show. I don't know, but <laughs> it's usually when he says something ridiculous, I'm like, oh my god, Kenny Bungwee was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's incredible that, that's and great he, you have that writer he's so quick he's <laughs> yeah. just so quick and like we're in a group text the other day and the the church that we go to there's sometimes celebrities will show up there and mm-hmm. and he went we all didn't go that Sunday and he texts us all and he's like oh um so and so some rapper so and so was at church today and then my brother other brother replies he's like yeah he's always there and he goes oh I mean I went to church today <laughs> because he never yeah, goes to church right. and he just went yeah <laughs> And but he's like just quick, like yeah. he he's always got a quick one line or something. What and he's not. What does, what does he do? He does hair. Wow. Well, there you go. Another place to like. Yeah. He's probably working material daily. Oh yeah. Right? Oh my god. On Snapchat, up. he's yeah. hilarious. On Snapchat, he harasses one of his coworkers <laughs> that works across from him, and he always he'll just film him from across the way while mm-hmm. he's the other guy's doing hair, and then he'll just catch him and be like. Kenny, stop it! Oh my God! And so he just harasses it's just them. A collection and he does of him getting scare cams to all his coworkers. Like he's always so scaring great. people. Like, and it's weird. the the bad part about social media is is also the great part about social media, where it's like, well, anyone could be a star. But yeah, so you could have the funny yeah. hair guy, and, and maybe he's, he's not, not trying to. Yeah, he's not trying to be a celebrity. He's not. He's just doing it because it's fun for him. And, yeah, and, and, and this is what he's doing. And like. Rather be a Jenny Johnson on Twitter that's just like just tweeting out thoughts that she's not trying to be famous mm-hmm. or trying to she, she she's just being honest yeah. and then it's becoming so entertaining that, that's great uh, does, does he do your hair yeah he does my hair that's awesome. he does Bonquiqui's hair <gasps> so he does like um just my regular like highlights and trims mm-hmm. and stuff like that but then he does all my weaves mm-hmm. so did he, he come, them all. did he come down and work on the show then he didn't do Mad TV. Yeah. Um, but he's done all my music videos, all my oh, wait, press how, videos. Oh, wait, how great is that to have that in the family? Oh like, yeah, that and like especially someone in show business where that is something you have to be conscious of of how you look and hair and all that. But yeah, like that's you just had you just have that hooked up. Like well, that. my mom's a hairstylist oh, and really? aunts and uncles, so I come from a family of hairstylists. You do have great hair. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. It's Pony. in a pony today, but <laughs> thank good. you. How do girls decide when to go to the ponytail? When you haven't washed your hair. <laughs>
<laughs> I knew there was a reason. I didn't know it was that matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I haven't washed my hair and so. I woke up late, so I wouldn't have time because then you have to blow dry it, then yeah. you have to curl it. That's so like po- a whole oh, you're preaching hour. to the choir, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I was like, ponytail it is. Done. Slick uh, back, throw some hoops, done. Sure. It's my go to accessory. The hoops are dope too. I can wear no makeup and be like, oh, I'll just put on hoops. Oh, better. <laughs> wow. That's how I feel about it. Things I, to things be a fly on the wall just for one day in a girl's head when they're getting ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so then um, comedy. When does even... Um, okay, yeah, that's what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, like just so you... Uh, we go on a lot of tangents here. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. That's, that's fun. Um, so yeah, I never ever thought I would be a stand-up comedian. My mm-hmm. whole family is funny. We're just all funny. I moved here to be an actress. Right. I thought I was going to be a dramatic actress. I said, I'm going to play a rape victim on Law & Order SVU. <laughs> that so, was my dream. So did Brad. That, <laughs> that was my dream. Wow. I said, I'm going to move to LA. Even though they that film is, in New York, yeah. I didn't know that. If you're going to do sure. a drama, that is a dramatic uh, That's role. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. I, I had no idea. I didn't know things filmed different places. I'm, just, I'm going to Hollywood because I want to be on Law & Order SVU. Right, there you go. I thought I was going to be this dramatic actress, and I'm here and like getting where you fit in, doing dance auditions. Yeah. I did mm-hmm. a couple of music videos, um, you know, things like a couple commercials, and um, I was at a church, and on like Tuesday nights was there like creative arts night, and they would do like acting, dancing, singing, whatever you wanted to get involved in. Mm-hmm. They would have like that night, whatever. So okay. I was in like their acting department, right. and we would do like improv games. So I would be funny in the improv. Games. Games. Well, there is a comedian there um, named Lisa Alvarado. Yeah. Who uh, was teaching a stand up comedy joke writing class. And she was like, hey, she saw me in the improv um, games and she's like, you want to come take my class? And I was like, well, is it free? And she's like, yeah. I said, uh, I guess so. Yeah. I had no desire to be a comedian. I just had an opportunity to take a free class. Sure. And, and I was a broke, struggling actor at a church. Like, sure, whatever. I'm here on Tuesday nights yeah. anyways. Might as well. Yeah. Right? And you're like, why not have one more piece of ammo in my clip? Like, like let's just have, let's just get all I the skills that I can. I take this class, yeah. right? And I, like I said earlier, I had a lot of trouble with school. Mm-hmm. I hated school. I went to so many different schools. So I immediately were in this class and we get homework. Already my anxiety starts going inside of me again because right. I don't do well with homework and school and things like that. So I'm like, that was uh, your main, that was your main, I don't like the way this feels. This feels like school, real school. And I don't like this. Right. Why is that? Re- well, well, we can come back to that. Yeah. But I'm it, just curious that the over, the over, um, lining theme of just school was just, wait, gave you anxiety. Yeah. 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 Having to do something that you didn't want to do. I guess so. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's many layers yeah. to it. I don't want to dog your fill it up right now. Where, <laughs> what was the true me? reason? The, the moment you remember that you thought homework yes. was going to drive you crazy. We'll be right back. <laughs> what you need to do is study more. It's hard, but anything worth doing is worth doing right. You don't want to yes. be one of those kids to grow up to think the capital of California is Disneyland. You fucking idiot. We'll be right back. Well, give me a chance to speak. So you hated homework, and this felt like homework. This felt like homework. So I would sit in my car before class, and I would write the jokes in my car that we were supposed to have written over the week. Whoa. So I'd sit right in my car, class. and I'd be like, all right, we were supposed to write something about our names. Uh, all right, here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I would go in, and I'd write this joke. So one of the first jokes that I ever wrote was this nail salon joke that ends up blowing up my spot. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that in my free class. What? No kidding. In my free class. How quickly? Also, just, I mean, 
by the end of the class, so um, I think it was like a month or two months long. I don't remember how long it was, but we had to perform at a real comedy club. That was our graduation of the mm-hmm. class. And so we performed at the Queen Mary in Long Beach. Oh, my God, right? yeah. Remember they yeah. had a comedy club? Yes, I remember I that. Do they still do that? I don't, I don't think, think so, so no. but I remember going to shows yeah, there. Absolutely. So we had to go perform there, right? It was like a it's- cabaret show there, too? Yeah, there was a detective show, a murder yeah. mystery type thing. So cool. Um, and so we, we, it was a bringer show, you know, you yeah. got to bring 10 people, of course, right, right, yeah. right, and, right. but Open everyone there. knew it was going to be a warm room because there was, was a graduating class. So friends everyone, and family, that's what it was. Friends yeah. and family, everybody's going to be nice and give you Want some you to do well, right? yeah. yeah. And I remember she went through everybody's material and she picked five minutes out of your material. She said, okay, do this joke, this joke, and this joke. And she kind of picked everybody's five minutes out of everything they wrote over the class. And she was like, um, I just, just do all your material. I wrote 12 minutes of material in the class. Mm-hmm. And she was like, just do all your material. And I was like, okay. So I did my 12 minutes and I closed on my nail salon bit. And By the way, that's that it factor shit shining through, right? That's what I'm saying. Like everyone else did five, you did 12? I mean, That's what I'm saying. I, if I would have bombed yeah. My first time on stage, I would have never done it again. Sure. Because it wasn't a desire of mine. It wasn't my dream. Yeah. It wasn't something I wanted to do. And you're doing it for the first time in front of friends and family. This so was it's something like, now I was trying for yeah. fun. So yeah. you had no real expectation or you didn't feel any pressure? No pressure. Yeah. What a great place to be. No pressure at all. So from there, uh, Lisa started taking me to some of her gigs. That Wait, so she what happened? Book. You did that 12 minutes. Yeah. Killed. Crushed. Mm-hmm. Crushed it. And closed on the nail bit. Yeah. And destroyed. Yeah. You still remember that? Yeah, I have it on a DVD somewhere. Whoa. Maybe how, I'm doing it. how close to what the bit ended up being? Like the, the, the how bit much has it changed? It, yeah. That, so the yeah. first time I did it, I ended it with doing a callback to a joke earlier in my set where mm-hmm. I one of my other first jokes that I wrote was about me being an extra on TV and how... Um, I do an act out where I say my dad asked me like, oh, I paid all this money for college and you want to be an extra on TV? Show me what you do extra. And then I walk from one side of the stage to the next and then I walk all the way back like just showing I don't really do anything and that's yeah. what I do. Like that's that was the I, big joke, that's right? That's what extras do, yeah. So in the nail salon bit, the lady when she starts going off on me in Vietnamese and clearly mm-hmm. she's talking about me, yeah. in the original joke, I call my mom and I'm telling her that this lady's talking about me in Vietnamese. And she goes, doesn't she know who you are? Doesn't she know that you're an extra on TV? <laughs> Show her what you do. And so like, I get up with an attitude and then yeah. I, I strut my stuff across the stage. So funny. There you go. <laughs> That's how I used to end that joke. I mean, it, but in, 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 ter- in terms of your first time doing it, you're, yeah. you're calling back. Yeah. Like you're, it's a, it, it's joke structure like it's pretty solid for your first time on stage yeah when, i mean she was teaching us all that in the class the structure yeah. the callbacks the you know all when did types when did you techniques. tape that for comedy time um that was probably a couple months later and even then that was like um here's 25 bucks come perform 10 minutes yeah right well nine years later it has 35 million hits <laughs> what the fuck crazy so, so like and even there's a one from um well, i guess it's just maybe a, some, oh just somebody reposted it a yeah. bunch of reposts mi- i mean there. right and there's an animated one is that yeah that's not that's me not that's you. somebody else 
And, and uh, so, so do you look at all these people that are making money being, quote, unquote, YouTube stars? Like, you're one of the original YouTube yeah, stars. Yeah, how about a thank you card? I, yeah. I, wish <laughs> I, I wish I knew how to capitalize on it then. Could right. you imagine? Oh, my God. But even those videos, I didn't upload those. Yeah, that was comedy I time. I still don't know how to upload a YouTube video. Like, I don't even know <laughs> well, how we'll, this we'll, works. We'll cut that part out of the podcast, <laughs> but it's not something you want to announce. Uh, which, so when that's that, like, Yeah, that's like hearing, like, Papa John's like, what's a pepperoni? Yeah. It's like, like you should know these <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say you know pizza. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I trusted you. <laughs> we will obviously. We'll get, I mean, so okay, so Lisa then takes you out. You said, from yeah. That so gig. she would take me with her to her gigs that she would book, and like, which is great because now you just have like an immediate yeah booking agent. Like we would go to like she would book like um some you know latino night at whatever restaurant in corona or mm-hmm. something right and i would go with her and she'd be like she's comic too if you have any room on the lineup and they'd be like yeah sure you could do like five minutes and that's how i would start getting time is on her shows awesome. and then next thing you know i just started meeting people mm-hmm. and for the most part in the beginning it was all the latino comics that yeah. i would meet so i was doing right. like the refried fridays yep. and like all that kind of stuff and brad i met you very early very on, early doing all those latino shows we would <laughs> yes we would do of course we because we, i mean i was on the latino shows because i got the booty uh <laughs> but <laughs> no like uh my my one of my first memories of you is uh dj cooch our our very good mutual friend mm-hmm. and that is his that he was a DJ, and he's a comic. DJ Cooch, that's his name. Uh, he showed me a like he put in a CD of yours. It was like th- some random gig, and it, it, it was a nail salon bit, and I was cracking up in the car. And then, like a few weeks later, we we were in a truck together driving to I want to say uh, yes, Oxnard with me, you, and Richard Villa. Was it Richard Villa? I think I think I want to say it was Villa. like uh, Louis or Luis. Yes. Okay. Yes, you're right. Uh, and, I and DJ Cooch. And yes. And, and Pops Cosillo. Pops Cosillo. Yes. That's right. Yeah. No, like we were coming up and one of the first, one of the things I remember from that car ride, oh, and no. I don't know if you remember this, uh, that was when Team America World Police came out. Hilarious. And we started singing, America, <laughs> fuck yeah. And, and, and you were like in, in the back of the car. <laughs> and this good Christian <laughs> girl. Traumatized. Just oh, traumatized. Because heaven's, heaven's you have all these comics just like, McDonald's, <laughs> fuck yeah. You just kind of politely raise your hand and was like, you guys. could you guys like do a different song? I did! I <laughs> yes. didn't say that! Yes, you did, I swear. It, no! No, it, 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 it was very I would cute. Never, it was funny. I would never make you guys change that. I no. probably laughed at you. But you just here, didn't participate. But here, but, but here is one more thing that I, that I want people to know about you because I, I also remember this is one time uh, it, it, like... I was featuring for you at the Irvine Improv, and for comics, they know feature pay is like a hundred bucks, one hundred fifty bucks, whatever. So I featured for you, got my got my hundred bucks, and I and I was happy. Then you came up to me after the show and said, "Hey, because Nail Lady had blown up, the, the your crowd was there. They were there because of you." Yeah. And you came up to me and you gave me like four hundred more dollars and just Whoa. said, "Here, you had a good set." And that was so cool, and I will always remember that because you didn't have to give me that money. I I I already love you. You're a great person. I'm not going to talk any smack about you. And then <laughs> you, you you still get you still gave me that money just because you're like, yeah, you drove out here. You did you did you did a good set. Great job. And I I, I will I will never forget that. So I I just want people to know 
that An- that Angela Johnson is a wonderful yeah, person, sweetest thank person you. ever. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so like just coming up, doing all doing all those Latino rooms. Those were, and those are tough rooms, and yeah. it, 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 especially you as a clean comic, like because. Latino bar shows are a lot of like, so I was like with this chick and yeah. I was fucking her and it, yeah. it, 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 could, yeah. it could get pretty vulgar. Yeah. So like, how, yeah, how do you make your mark in a room like that? You yeah. know what? I, this is, it took me a long time to find my voice and my point of view. Um, in the beginning, I tried to be who I thought people wanted me to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would try to be extra super Latino. And so like the voice that I do now as kind of like a character in my show mm-hmm. when I'm getting ghetto or whatever I'm doing in my act, I'm like, eh, how stupid, huh? Or whatever. <laughs> That's how I would try to be on stage as if sure. that was really me. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you... Which it was not me. No. Yeah. It felt... Uh, inauth- unauthentic. Oh, exactly. If I felt fake, I felt like they could see right through me. Yeah. And um, I even when I portrayed my parents in my act, they had a thick Spanish accent. Um, they were like super Mexican. So, like, did, your my dad, parents, did your dad come see your show and be like, I don't talk like my that. My parents don't even speak Spanish. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's how I portrayed them because I was being who I thought people wanted me sure. to be. Right. Which, by the way, is totally understandable when you don't have your point of view yet. Like we're all emulating who we like or who we think we should yeah. be because you want to you want to have uh, your style and, and who you are. Mm-hmm. So you know you're so eager and impatient when you start out. Yeah. So you're just like I need whatever it is I'm going to be now. So mm-hmm. you do that because you're like okay cool at least I. I found something. Yeah. That, and you're and the, it was working. Yeah. Quote and, unquote. And you're in the Latino rooms and you see the other yeah. comics. Like, and then my dad was like, hey, get over here. And you're like, yeah. okay, maybe I should do something yeah, like that. That's a fun yeah. voice. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a big gesture. Everyone laughed. Yeah. 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 Try that. So how many years of that before you... A couple years. Um, well, first of all, I fought being a comedian. Anytime somebody would ask me, I would say, no, I'm not a comic. I'm an actress. So, mm-hmm. once Le- so uh, during these Lisa Alvarado gigs... Yeah, and that didn't last forever. That was yeah. like in right in the beginning, um, and then we kind of just went our separate ways and did our own thing. And I started making my own relationships yeah. with people. Um, but you, you you got on the path at that point. You were like, I'm yeah. going to make this a, a part of what I do. Well, it wasn't until on MySpace I booked a gig. Um, somebody messaged me and they said, "Hey, can you come perform at this uh, private event in Long Beach for our holiday party?" Mm-hmm. It was a big Mormon event. <laughs> And they said, uh, we're going to do a competition, and whoever wins the competition gets some money, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, sure, yeah, I'll said. come do it, yeah. right? Yeah. I go do this Mormon event competition. Um, there was a few other comedians there. Um, I didn't know anybody. I met them all while I was there. And I ended up tying for first place with this competition, and I won $600. Awesome. There you go. And that was the most money I had ever made in one day in my entire life. Whoa. Thank you, Oakland Raiders. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying, right? Jesus. Shots fired. I was cheering in front of 40,000 people didn't make that oh, kind of money. God. No. And so it was like, oh, my God. I'm going to be a comedian. <laughs> I could make $600 in Hell one yeah. day. Yeah. And it was that moment where I switched my perspective and I stopped telling people, no, I'm not a comedian. I'm an mm. actress because I wanted to be an actress. It was at that moment that I started owning. I said, yeah, I'm a comic. That's what I do. So did you watch like an episode of Law and Order that night just in like, yeah. like in memoriam of yeah, goodbye. Down my- goodbye that career for now. <laughs> <laughs> Pour one out for Law and Order. I totally remember <laughs> Uh oh wow. My God. Yeah. It's so crazy that there are those moments where you just kind of 
you know, I quit football to play Danny Zuko in Greece my sophomore year of high school. The moment I go, oh, I think I'm going to do acting because that was super fun. Like, I think there is one thing that can trigger, yeah. like, I mean, you probably also had just a great set in front of these people, right? The money yeah. definitely helped, but... Um, and so it felt that, good. It was fun. But you weren't saying no to acting. You were just like, I'm going to be comedian first because yeah. it looks like I'm getting more work that way. Yeah. It was one of those grow where you're planted situations. Yeah. And I wanted to be planted in Hollywood and movies and TV. But for some reason, I was flourishing over here in this world of stand-up comedy. So instead of trying to like dig up my roots and go um, to a, a situation that wasn't organically evolving on its own. Yeah. I just had to own up to where I was and say, you know what? This is where I'm flourishing. This is where mm-hmm. I'm growing. So let me just put my focus and attention here. Yeah. And when Hollywood is ready for me, it'll be ready for and me. And did you know that they were synonymous and that you might get like opportunities from acting through stand-up? Or did you just go, all right, I'll just do... I mean, yeah, you must have added some I idea. I mean, I figured... Yes, but you never know to what extent. And right. I feel like I'm still waiting for that big break, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, you've been in... Uh, Ton of stuff between yeah. uh, between uh, our family wedding. Uh, uh, Alvin you were, the Chipmunks. Oh, you were voiced in Alvin the Chipmunks. What, what was your character's name in that one again? Well, I was I played their teacher in Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. so I was actually Vo- a live action person. You could see me in the actual. Oh, there you movie. go. And then you were on Adam's favorite show of all time, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb. Yeah, oh, I've did seen you see my episode. Yeah, probably fifty times. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I've watched every episode so many times. You're so good in that. I'm really good, right? You're so good, and it's like... Can you tell the rest of Hollywood, please? <laughs> Man, I, you know what's so funny? I, well, after Steven Spielberg listens to this podcast, so Steven, we're going to tell him. Seriously. <laughs> after we saw... Hey, guys, seriously. <laughs> I've played Michael Jackson's birthday party. Come on. Come on I'm good enough. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> no, you're really great. And, I, you Thank know, you. It's, it's so funny because I was, you know, I... Binge. I watch that at night sometimes. When I just want to watch something that I know and, and I'm falling asleep to. And shortly after we um, were at the uh, uh, test for the show, and that episode was like when I watched like a few nights later, and I was like, "God, fuck, she's funny." Like you're just your time is great. And even in that Thank small you. scene, it was like very like a lot of laugh funny moments in like a short amount of time. Thank you. And that, I, that's awesome. Pro- Thank you. Yeah, and probably a lot of improv. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not. I wasn't even trained in like improv. Like, I didn't go to Groundlings or like Second City or anything. I did those free classes at my church, <laughs> and then just trusted yourself to like. Is it also another thing where you so still you, have this? So hot- you have a bumper sticker that says "God is my improv teacher." I hate you so, <laughs> so much. Funny. Oh my god, I hate you so Please much. Please make that or Brad will make that or Brad will. The calendar and the bumper sticker is half Angela's. Oh my God. <laughs> How dare so, you? So they she people, gave you four hundred bucks. <laughs> Make the bumper sticker for her. So they, so they when people tell you like about all their imp- great improv teachers, like, well, uh, God is the greatest yes ander of all time. Yes ander of all time. I'll punch Whoa. Well, in the church they do say yes and amen. They, That's oh, see? There yes you go. And yes and amen. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> yes and dot dot mm-hmm. dot amen. God is good. Yes and amen. There, yes, he is. Do you think there that you've go. had this like hobby mentality and like cuz you're so natural on screen, so maybe like and saying I didn't have any training, but you were just, so you just like when you got in these situations to act, you were just like still kind of taking the pressure off yourself or I think so I, here's the thing like when I was young I would go to movies and I couldn't really enjoy the movie because I was just mad that I wasn't in it yeah I had never <laughs> taken an acting you sound class like my mom she can't anything. watch anything yeah. you should have been that cop All right, oh my mom. god my mom too you could have been Joey on Friends <laughs> mom I was 14 when that yeah. show came out well you well, if you change your attitude, you could maybe could have gotten on that show. No, mom, because all the the people were in their late twenties. All right. Well, what do I know? I just made you. That has nothing to do with uh, the business. Your mom same way. 
Oh yeah, everything. Like, have you seen this commercial? Oh, have great. you seen uh, that you, one? Do you, you know what America Ferrera is doing? Did you <laughs> Did you audition for this one? Oh, no. that's oh. such so so much support from that like yeah. type, those types of statements, but also like. Well, my mom. It used to be she would try to hook me up with guys that she would see on TV. She'd be so like, "Oh, great. have you seen that new Bacardi commercial?" <laughs> You see the Bacardi the, guy. You see the bartender. <laughs> oh my god, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So so you now him. Yeah. So now you're married, so she can't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, she can't pull that one anymore. But she'll still tell me and be like, "Ooh, did you see so and so?" For sure. You know, yeah, so what movies would you see that you would that really struck a chord where you're like, "Oh, I could have been that I could have been Airbud's best friend." <laughs> like, Honestly, like I remember watching Training Day and mm-hmm. seeing like all the like chola chicks and I'm like I could be that chola chick. Like, yeah, what the heck? Yes, yeah. and you're right to think that. You know, I mean, because it's you see people that look what? like you, yeah. kind of. So you're like, and yeah, I'm like, I actually, I you know your skill set, yeah. And so, yeah, I moved to Hollywood and I started taking classes here. Like, you take an audition technique class, you take a commercial class, yeah. or whatever, which it is. are necessary to a point, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you want to know how to audition so you don't look green in the room. Yeah, you know. Um, but I did take some classes where I have learned, and so it's part of natural ability, and then put some technique to it now. So I feel like that's where I'm behind. Like when I'm working with people who are like, "Oh, I went to um, whatever prestigious acting school in New York, or yeah, whatever." I went to Juilliard. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I went here. <laughs> I went there. Whatever it is, and I'm like, "Oh." I did a Margie Haber's audition technique on La Brea. Uh, you, know where, you know where Mashti's Malone, uh, Malone yeah. is, the ice cream, Russian ice cream shop? Yeah, right upstairs. <laughs> uh, so then the YouTube, when does that come into play? So um, that I moved here 2003. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I took that class, I want to say 2006. And then 2007 is when that YouTube video came out. Wow. 2007 is the year that changed my life. Just a, a, a year in and just... And, th- and this was before there was a ton of videos on YouTube. And so, it was brand new. Well, YouTube yeah. hit in oh, 2006 or... Yeah, right? it was brand new. Yeah. So, so like, there was... I mean, there was still so m- much stuff, but not everybody even like... It was new so to go new, to it. if you got an email with a video in it, yeah. you definitely watched it because yeah. it was new to receive a video in an email. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So That's how new it was. Yeah. Is that how your video was yeah. getting? Whoa. It was perfect timing of a funny joke in this new thing called YouTube. Yeah. And that just I mean, it. I, I remember I would get videos uh, from, from, from my friends. They would send me your video. And it's like, hey, oh, yeah. this girl's pretty funny. I'm like, I was in a truck driving <laughs> to Sacramento like four days ago with that girl. Like, yes, I know. It's like, well, I mean, you, you should really talk to her. It's like, I, yeah. I did for six hours. We were yeah. locked in that truck. So you, you didn't even know the person. <laughs> well, I guess it was Comic Time that uploaded it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just and then you just what you start getting a bunch of emails and MySpace emails, messages. Phone calls, MySpace. That's what that was the thing that set it off for me. As I my MySpace, I had like I don't know 150 friends on MySpace, <laughs> and then boy um, humble brag. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, Obama I, was I, in my top 40. He wasn't been president yet. Yeah. What up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was still governor <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I uh, 
I opened my, my MySpace one day and there was just pages and pages of friend requests of people who wanted to be my friend, thousands and thousands of people. Did you know the video had hit yet? or was I it? had heard about okay. it. Like mm-hmm. People were calling me saying, hey, there's a video going around at work and it's your your comedy video. That still doesn't give you an indication that it's global. You're just like, You're like oh, yeah, cool. people at work. Well, it was like um, random people. So they would tell me, they go, hey, my coworker just sent me a video and she didn't even know you were my cousin, but she sent it to me. And I'm like, hey, this is my cousin. How do you know her? And they're like, I don't know. So-and-so sent it to me. So-and-so sent it to me. And that's when I figured it was starting to go viral before the term going viral was a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Before that, it was, um, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe really? a, popular? I don't know. Had a weird one night stand, and that was, you know. <laughs> that was the only viral Brandy's thing. going viral. Yeah. Like, she's, she's really. And she's Brandy she's had proud a, about yeah. it. So at least yeah. she's, you know, she's Brandy had it. Brandy had yeah. a weekend in Vegas, so she's going she's viral. viral. <laughs> oh, no. So they. Um, so, so, then they, so then at some point, you see, you go to the video and you see like X amount of views, and you're like. I'll tell you the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll try to give you the nutshell version. I don't know nope. how much time we have nope. left. We oh, have uh, about 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah, if you can do that. Yeah, 15 so, to 20? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Here's my story. Mm-hmm. I had moved here in 2003, started doing the acting thing, tried to, you know, like I said, get in where you fit and do what you can. This audition here, blah, 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 whatever. I was an extra on Friends. That was my very first job. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then I worked my way up to a stand-in on another show on UPN, and I was a stand-in on that show for a while, then ended up getting my first speaking role on that show, and I did like a, you know, two lines, little co-star role, but that was my first speaking role yeah. on a TV Being show. Being on the set. And yes, and um, then that was canceled, and then I was out of a job, and I was on unemployment for a while. Mm. And you know the struggle. You got to get another job. You're a waitress here, a waitress there. I think I was like a waitress at three different places. And um, uh, I was at this place where my unemployment checks had run out. Mm. I was done. I didn't Mm -hmm. have any more money. Um, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have any auditions. I didn't have anything in my life saying, you're on the right track, keep going. I had nothing in my life giving me those indications. Everything was saying, you tried, you failed, give up, time to go home. So I had no money in my bank. I had no money to pay my rent. I had no money to buy groceries. So it was an actual, like I had to move. I didn't have a choice. Um, But the only reason why I stayed is because one, my sister was sending me money to pay my rent and she was sending me gift certificates to the grocery store so that I could get food to eat. And then it was um, this inside of me, whatever you want to call it, your spirit, your knowing, your conscience, whatever it is, I feel like it was God talking to me saying, I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Just hold on. Even though everything around me looks like it's done, it was a little thing inside of me that was like, just not yet. Just hold on. Just wait. Just wait. So I would wait with no opportunity, nothing on the horizon, just waiting. Yeah. Waiting and waiting. Next thing you know, uh, this is like the end of 2006, the beginning 2007. I say, I'm going to stick it out a little while longer. My sister sent me some money. Next thing you know, this video blows up on YouTube, right? From January to February 2007, 4 million views on this one video in one month. From that, um, my MySpace starts blowing up. Messages from people from Australia, from the Philippines, from Whoa. Atlanta, from all over the that place. That concept from is o- crazy. Ohio, from everywhere in the United States, all over the world, messaging me saying, hey, we saw your video. When are you coming to perform here? I have 12 minutes of material. <laughs> 
When am I coming to perform in Atlanta? I don't know. Do they hire twelve minutes? I'm trying to meet this Bacardi guy. I got to, you know. Yeah. I got. <laughs> you know, I got priorities, girl. Holy so, shit! I have that's crazy, by the way. Me. Like just getting message from, I mean, right? And yep. asking, I mean, what do you? So you panic a little bit. Panic. One hundred percent panic. Um, I'm trying to reply to all these people. Right. Sure. Time to I'm write. spending hours. In hours replying to people, I don't know what it's like to be a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity, right? So I don't know that um, Jessica Alba doesn't individually respond to every <laughs> single person who reaches sure, out to her. Sure, yeah. I don't know you're not supposed to. She doesn't. Do oh, that. okay. Well, that explains a lot. Why my messages <laughs> have gone unread and I'm not so I'm sitting at Shots this fired, computer Alba. for hours and hours. Good for you. Responding to people, and I'm like, oh my god. I don't know. I don't have enough time to reply to everybody. And then um, I remember, uh, so that was like January to February. And then I started getting messages from networks. I didn't have an agent, so nobody knew how to get a hold of me. So they were sending their assistants on MySpace Thank to God. come find me. Wow. And I would get messages, hey, I'm the assistant to so-and-so. They would like to meet with you, whatever. And do you still have trepidatious feelings of like the way you did backstage where you're like, all right, Hollywood producer talking? No, now it, real. it feels real. Because mm-hmm. right? you know the video. There's it a reason feels, for it yeah, to be real. Yeah, exactly. So I have all these things coming through. From February to March, I met with everybody in this town. I had a general meeting with CBS, NBC, Fox, ABC, all these different production companies um, that project, produce different TV shows. In this one month time period, I met with everybody in this town. Everybody saw this video and wanted to meet me. Whoa! Nervous for these meetings? I, I, By a couple under your belt. It was the same thing, no pressure, because yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. They were yeah. reaching Ignorance out to me. Ignorance is bliss, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you're not I don't ba- know. You're, you're, you're not banging down their door. They're exactly. Com- they're coming after you. I wasn't like, oh, I need this meeting. I got it. Oh, how do I act? It was like, hey, come meet me. Okay, sure. Right? Mm-hmm. So I met with all these people in this town, right? And then, um, that, so that's January, February, March. So then by March, um, I end up getting a new agent, a new manager. And um, by May, I ended up auditioning for Mad TV and I booked the show in May. And then I filmed that show through the summer. And then um, by the end of the year, I wrote 45 minutes of material in the wow. summertime. Whoa. Because you. I could not do that now as a comedian. <laughs> but at the that time, time yeah. in my life, where there was no fear, where I was just writing yeah. to write, I didn't have to impress a sold out crowd of 3,000 people. So I wasn't like insecure about, oh, I hope this is going to work, whatever. I was just like, well, that makes me laugh. This is funny. I'll just say this. I'll mm-hmm. just say. Were you I, writing and going up to work it out, or were you just kind of writing it and, and being like, I'm going to, I trust that this is. Um, a little bit of both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit of both. Um, Open mics always scared me, yeah. so I tried not to do those as much. But um, So I wrote like 45 minutes of material. And when I first started headlining, um, first of all, you're going to hate me for this part. Nope. If you haven't hated me for any other parts, I love this you. is the part yeah, I, I, love, I loved you before I met you, and I love you more. We all know how featuring works. You do it for a few years, and yep. you work your way up, and maybe you get to headline one of the smaller clubs on an off weekend or yep. whatever sure. it is, and you work your way up to where you're at. I featured three times in my entire life. Please leave. <laughs> I lied about what I said before. I hate you. Get the, get out of here. And take your bu- take your uh, bumper sticker and get the fuck out. No, that's you know what though. But that's hey. I why would you? Yeah. Three times, mm-hmm. and then the clubs were realizing that I was the one selling the tickets. Yep. 
So it was like I started offending headliners that I was working with. Oh, sure, because it wasn't their crowd. It was yours. Whoa. I didn't know this again. Yeah. Ignorance yeah. is bliss, but also ignorance is like almost like I feel bad. I'm offending people now, totally and I don't aware. even know it. I didn't know anything. Now, how, how would this uh, manifest itself? Like they would just go crazy for you, and then the headliner would come, and then leave. Oh. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, man, that's... You're, yeah, because as the headliner, you walk out before the show and you go packed house. Yeah, I'm killing it. I'm the man. And then the oh, feature, woman. yeah. And then the feature walks off stage, and then you go out, and it's a fourth of the audience. You're like, oh, well, what happened? What happened? So they would leave like as you. Not were getting, everyone would leave, but yeah. still. But there were moments where people would leave, oh, and just God. where it was obvious that. There were my fans that were yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so the club, how long does it take for the club, for you, for your team to go? Three times. Yeah. Three times. And, and then, let, hey. Let's let the girl headline. And now, when you wrote the 45 over the uh, the summer, was that something that you wanted to do? Or your team was like, yo, there's a chance that we can start I knew I needed to. Yeah. So I was, this is how my headlining shows started. They would put eight comics up in front of me to fill the time. Mm-hmm. I would close the show with whatever amount of material I had. So next thing you know, I had 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I was closing the show with 25 minutes and, and the eight comics turned into six comics in front of me. And then I had 30 minutes. So now I only had three or four comics in yeah. front of me. And now I had 45 minutes. So technically I only needed a, a host sure. and a feature to do enough time because I really only had 45 <laughs> minutes of material. <laughs> Even 25, though, your fans must have been pumped though for that, right? I mean, or yeah. they, I don't I mean, I think there they are were a lot just of... pumped to hear the nail salon joke. That's all anybody yeah. ever wanted to hear. That's what they're coming for. Still, that's all anybody ever wants to hear. Not true. Oh my God. Do, do you... I mean, they have a great time. I should yeah. tell you, hey, of course. Of course, it's funny. If you... I haven't said the nail salon within at least thirty-five minutes, somebody's gonna shout something. Does it, so? Do you make a that, point? Yeah, does, does that get annoying? Do you? It does get annoying, but I'm sure it's like you know bands with their their number one hit that people want to yeah. hear. You know, and well, they're gonna call it out. And coincidentally, you got so popular, my fans get angry if I don't do the nail salon bit <laughs> within, within five minutes, and we, I'm like, well, maybe that's on me. We, <laughs> yeah, we both been doing, doing it pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Pretty well, I'm mean. any better material if they're but like. And here's what I would say to the whole, like, you feature for three times and so comics going to hate you. And and I'll be honest. I, I've, I've heard comics say, like, oh, Angel Johnson oh, got so big so fast off of one, off of one YouTube bit. It's like, and I tell them, I say, what did you expect her to do? People came to you. Comic clubs came to you. Agencies came to you and said, here's a bag of money. Would you mm-hmm. like this bag of money? Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? No. Yeah. No, I refuse until I have paid my dues, yeah. <laughs> until I have been at least 10 years in this business and I have found my voice, shut up. You're yeah. just, like, if you're mad, you're yeah. just jealous didn't happen to you. Yeah. That's it. That's the only way anyone could not like what you did. It's because they, it didn't happen to them. <laughs> would, would they have turned down the opportunities? Hell no. Hell no, yeah. they wouldn't have done yeah. that. And you know, I didn't, pay my dues in the traditional sense of like I said years of featuring before you sure. did this and whatever type of stuff but I end, I wrote the material and I put in the work and I, I did what I had to do and, yeah. and it just so happened that I had a very loyal fan base mm-hmm. that started cultivating it yeah. and they've traveled with me through the years and the thing is is like when you're like you didn't uh, and you you paid your dues in the way that 
you could have just had that bit and said, like, wow, I can go on stage and do this joke right. and, and kill and then walk off stage and get a check. I'll just do that. But no, you said, no, I'm going to develop and I'm going to develop 45 minutes of material. Once you shot the first special, I think your next one came out like two years later, like two, three years later. Like it would, like you, you, you then put in the work where you're like, I got to keep this going. Yeah. I, I, I can't live off of one joke and yeah. just do that for an entire career. So right. you did, you did put in the work. Mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily uh, in the order that the purists will say sure. it should have been. Sure. But you put in the work. You yeah. still work hard. I, I, You look at your tour calendar. You work. Yeah. You put in the work. And I and I know you, and I know how you perform. I, I know how much you were stressed out about your set that night driving – you know, driving up there in the in in the truck, like going going over your material. So I know you're not coming in there with nine assistants and like everything yeah. like that. I know I I know you're not being the yeah. We're all given like I feel like moment opportunities to like make good on the work you've put in, and then it's just kind of like, hey, like here's a cool little thing to take it up a notch. What are you gonna do? And yeah. and you you know put the pedal to the metal, and you could have yeah. coasted and and you know it. But you got that it factor, so you. you I mean, something that cannot be taught. No, that's uh, can't and, dance for nothing. But and so, yeah. how was that? Uh, well, not with that attitude. But how was uh, was there a, was there a point when like the first special, like so after the video hits, and then you 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 get that forty five minutes, and you start getting on the road, and you're like, all right, cool, I'm making good on. You got to feel good that you're like, I got this cool opportunity with this, you know, fan base just from this, and now I'm gonna expand it and try to get fans out from stand up who don't know yeah. about the video. And then when you shoot that first special, uh, like which you shot up in, in Houston, home? okay, my mm-hmm. first special was in Houston. It's called "That's How We Do It." Yeah, it's you and, and the uh, Rosie the Riveter uh-huh. on, on on the cover. Yeah, yeah, and um, that was four years in. Mm-hmm. I had been doing stand up for four years at that point. And what was, I mean, that's a defining moment, right? I mean. Oh, it was unreal. Well, it was at the point where I had an hour material and I was starting to recycle stuff out. And mm-hmm. so my manager and I were talking about, well, we need to document this and um, yeah. let's film a, an hour special. And we have a, a following fan base who paid money to come see you. They buy tickets. So let's try to sell it. And then... um I think we pitched it to Comedy Central at first, and I think they passed at first. And then we said um, we were gonna just go do it on our own. Then and then I think they ended up coming back around and <laughs> like, I like or 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 we could make money off of it. It's it, or it's cool. we'll try. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what's so crazy too is that like, and now you have like the fan, like the way you were with Michael Jackson, like you have fans like that. Isn't that? Crazy? It is crazy. I mean, I'm sure you've had some, like, can you give us a story from the road or from the last special or just any, I mean, where you have seen it from the other side now? Like, where fans go crazy with me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I get a lot of uh, really emotional stories of people who are sharing their journey of cancer with me and they're like you are the dvd that i watched during my chemo and you got me through a really hard time and like i have people who are full-on survivors i have people who um a lot of people who have come to my show to celebrate somebody who has passed away who was a fan of mine and that always that's heavy hits me hard yeah. um and i had a show one time uh at tommy t's in pleasanton tommy t's. Mm-hmm. uh this family came and they came to do a meet and greet with me and they had done a meet meet and greet with me uh, a couple years prior and 
one of the lady's daughter was there, but she had passed away. And so they were coming because it was like their thing to do to come see my show for New Year's Eve. And um, it was so real to me that a fan of mine who was at my show last year now is gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how can it... And their family. so real. And like a big way that they like... That now their family come, because this is a thing that we would all do together, so now they come almost in honor of her. Type Where they of can remember her and also like escape from the yeah. kind of, like in a positive way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I hear those kinds of stories, and those stories are what keep me going and what sure. remind me of why I do what I do. Because, I mean, ultimately it's great to build your career. It's great to have money and a nice house and car or whatever it is. It's great to have that stability and security. But even that is not enough to keep going. There has to be something for me, at least something deeper that drives me when I do things for myself, I get over it quickly and I'm done Mm -hmm. and it's on to the next. But then when I remember that this isn't just about me, that this is about people who their lives are being touched there. I'm helping bringing healing. We bring laughter. Laughter is the best medicine. That's so cliche, but it really is like the scientific end of it where it does something to your endorphins inside Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. you laugh and that whole thing about it. But then also just, like you said, the escape from reality that we get to be a part of bringing escape to somebody for an hour and a half. Like that is unreal. Which can be a, a very significant amount of time depending on what they're going through to kind of shift their mindset about. Yes. Yeah. And leave then that show with a positive attitude that they didn't have an hour and a half before. So now they're facing whatever they're facing now with a much better attitude than they had before. And we get to be a part of doing that. It's, it's very insane. real for you to say too, like, I mean, I, I don't, not that like, there was like for the, your whole tour uh, maybe, but to do like a nut, like a th- maybe the third or fourth time you were doing another like sold out tour and being like, all right, like it, the, the, um, I want to say the cool factor is not the same, but like, yeah, f- you got, like you got to find another thing to, to, Get as pumped as you were the first time, right? Sure. I mean, there's moments like you'll go out in front of a sold-out crowd, and when it happens, and it happens, and it happens again, then you start getting like used to it maybe, and then it it just becomes a thing like, okay, I come out, and the crowd goes crazy, and Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, everybody, let me start my jokes, whatever. And then so I think like with any person's job, you just get into a A, B, C, D, done. A, B, C, you know, a routine. It becomes very routine. Mm -hmm. And then there'll be moments where I'll walk on stage and I don't know what it is, but something hits me differently. And it's like I can hear every single person. It's like I can see how excited they are to see me. And it stirs something inside of me. And it's like, whoa, this is unreal that all these people in this building paid their hard-earned money that they work very hard for. Yeah, yeah. To buy a ticket to come see me, not sing their favorite song, <laughs> not play a sport and win at the end, right. but to make them laugh. Yeah. And to bring them joy. It's a very uh, admirable that you have that uh, outlook of it because it makes, A, you just continue to work hard, but also, like, you know, you, there are comics and, and performers, whatever, that, that do just get caught up in, like, all right, I'm going to run through the motions and, like, and not to think about that what you just said. I mean, that's like, so hopefully, you know, people that are, uh, on that level are seeing that through their meet and greets or whatever, but some comics at that level don't do it. So they don't know the true impact. Maybe they receive messages or whatever, but, uh, um, and you do meet and greets with your fans and all that. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, I used to do just with the entire audience yeah. and now it's just, 
it's gotten too yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, I mean, to do a, to do the kind of venues you're doing, that would yeah. that, that would take four hours after the show. Yeah, then everyone wants to have their moment with you, and you're like, yes. And I, I wish I could. Oh, right, you're you like, know what? I wish I could have some sort of sensor to know who were the real, true, diehard fans that bought their tickets as soon as they went on sale, and they've been waiting for this night for six months. And like, I wish I knew who those that out. people yeah. are that I could just be like, okay, yeah. all you guys, let's go. Right, one, some like one-on-one time. Maybe yeah. a light like shines above their head during the show. Or you know what I mean? Like, super fan, or I need to know who's the super fan. And and one of the things uh, you say in terms of being continuously motivated and trying new things uh in doing a little bit of research for this interview which is weird saying because you're my friend but uh yeah what research like well like i texted you the other day and <laughs> this is what you replied yes but like i saw that you're doing bonquiqui yes. in, in concert yes what so i'm not familiar with this okay what is this so my character Bonquiqui from Mad TV mm-hmm. blew up on the internet, and we just let her be an internet one-hit wonder for years and years. And it was just like, okay, that was a funny video. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loved it. But that one blew up more than the nail salon. The nail salon, you said, had what, like 35 million videos? Yeah, that's just one of them. I'm pretty sure the Bonquiqui video has like 60 million or something crazy wow. like that from mm-hmm. Mad TV. It blew up like crazy. And so... um we had a deal for a little while to do a movie at a, a studio, and then that just went away. That didn't work out. I feel like that and should happen still. Maybe. Yeah. It, it might. You never know, especially right now. So anyways, I, I, marry, I marry a guy who's in music, and he has this idea. Hey, let's make Bon Quickly a rapper. Let's go in the studio, record some songs. Yeah. We'll put it on iTunes ourselves. Just see what happens, cool. right? So we did that. Also, kind of so awesome to be able to do that when you have this built-in audience that you're like, they kind of yeah. want more shit. So, yeah. yeah. And she's been dormant for four years right nothing has happened in the four years right it's just been that one video so we said let's record the song and do a music video and release it and see what happens well it goes crazy right so we're like okay let's record two more songs so we can at least sell an ep at the show right because you can't just sell a cd with one song yeah that's not you can't do that but if we have three songs on cd (laughs) we could sell that so we recorded three songs just so we could make our money back on the music video we shot because we paid for it all ourselves, right? So we're like, let's just record these three songs. We'll sell it at the shows and we'll make our money back on the video and that'll be that. It'll just be this novelty thing. The music is legit. It starts blowing up. Next thing you know, my husband pitches the idea to um, his record label, Warner Brothers Music, and they end up signing Bonquiqui to a record deal. (laughs) What? That's, Not even me, Bonquiqui. Yeah, if you read the contract, it's Bonquiqui's name. <laughs> Did you sign it as Bonquiqui? I don't you even like, remember. <laughs> like were they like yeah? That's to. like signing Santa Claus. Like you're not you, like you know you're yeah, not yeah. signing someone that's real, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That's love nuts. Santa. <laughs> that's amazing. So Bonquiqui gets a record deal with Warner Music. Oh, huge! And we come out with a full album. It's a comedic hip hop album. Is it out right now? Yeah, it's on iTunes. What's it called? It's called Gold Plated Dreams. For sure, by Matt. <laughs> oh my God. As you should. Oh my God. We'll look up some of the music before uh, I leave. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she comes out with this comedic hip hop album. We release it. Then we have this idea hey, why don't we tour as the character? I've yeah. never done that. Before. I've toured as Angela. Right. And I've never done toured. the character in the act. I've done her in music videos. Yeah. 
But never in like live action real life. But if her video, if Bonquigui's videos are blowing up the same way yours did, and then you were able to sell out, but like why shouldn't she be able to? That's what we said. We yeah. said, let's try it. Let's see if people really want to hear from this character. And yeah. this was kind of like my make or break right here because I was ready to let this character die like mm-hmm. years ago. I'm like, okay, I'm done with Bong Quigley, you guys. I Were you like in a killer in a show on stage I live? Like, I should have, right? Like, <laughs> I was ready to do it. I was ready. I was yeah, like, I'm done over with it. this character. But that's how we get as like artists yep. or whatever. Like, Create I don't something want, new. I don't want to do this yeah. anymore. I want to move on, right? But people want that one thing. So I said, okay, if people come out to see her at this tour, if people buy tickets to this concert, then I'll keep doing it. So we put a tour together 14 dates we had no idea if anyone was going to show up or if we were going to be performing to like you know the, 50 the, people yeah the third half of the movie this is spinal tap where, yeah. they're, where they're doing state fairs and like five that, people that was up. about to be us yeah 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 and um the tour sold out it was unbelievable <laughs> and nice. we put this show together with a band dancers i have backup dancers what we so have done choreography led wall oh yeah a huge oh, LED Brad, we're going wall. to see this. Oh, absolutely. You're doing an LA show, right? We did already. Oh. It was last year. Oh, well. <laughs> we did it last summer, and because it went so well, we extended the tour to we leave in three weeks, and we're doing like Texas and Florida and New York and Nashville. When are you doing Florida? I'm going to be there twice in the next two months. Oh, um, Jaquie will give you all, right. all of that yeah, okay, information. Great. Uh, yeah, really, the end this, of April. Because really this wanna... sounds <clears throat> amazing. The end of April. And people were loving it. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Fuck, that's so cool. <laughs> It's unreal. Hey, but you know, th- 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 this is the climate. Like, hell, you have Miranda Sings. Yeah. Who's going around selling out a, 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 a freaking theaters as mm-hmm. a character. Yeah. I mean, why not Angela Johnson, the the, the, the person who started it all? Why, yeah. why can't why, why, no why can't you go around and sell it as a character? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Is, is it weird going out and like being like, oh, I, I can't talk as me i have to only talk as this character yeah well especially doing meet and greets so when i do meet and greets for that tour i'm in character because it's at the end of the show right so i'm already in character i've already got my wig on i've already got everything is on and so when i meet people they want to talk to me angela Mm -hmm. but i'm in character so i never break that fourth wall so i always stay in character (laughs) for you right 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 you're like no you're seeing both weekly and there's been a couple times where people are like okay Okay, okay, but, um, so, like, and they want to have a moment with me. Yeah. But I'm being this character, so I don't know if they feel like the moment is fake because they know it's a character. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is that they're thinking, but there's been a few times where I've gotten fans who've made comments that are, like, when I say something in character, they're like, oh, okay, but for real, like, (laughs) stop. Right. Now, but what if it was somebody, like, famous, like, when I played Wolverine, uh... (laughs) No, this is this does hey, same thing. Fuck same off. This, thing. this ties together. <laughs> I a lot of famous people came to Universal Studios. Dave Matthews came through, huge fan. Okay, he came through with his family. I did some bits, and then he asked where there was a bar. If there was a bar in the park, because could he drink in the Waterworld show? I said yes. Let me take you to it. Oh, that's Wolverine. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, I'll take you to it. That was my Wolverine voice. Who Don't judge like me. Tony Danza, Tony Danza okay. was also they hired Wolverine. You? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was. Yeah, he's got uh, good sideburns. In better shape. Uh, so, um, but they. Uh, so I broke the fourth wall and started talking to him because I was like, I'm going to. So I mean, that's did anybody it. ever come through the show and they were like, Angela? But you would still. 
this is Oprah Winfrey in the audience. Sure. She, she would like to talk oh, to yeah, Angela. Yeah. That's different. That's, <laughs> yeah. okay. I, mean, I mean, after, like, for instance, when we did do our LA show at the House of Blues on Sunset before they tore it down, did they tear it down already? Uh, yeah. it's, it's in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we did, we were one of the last shows that performed there. That's and cool. And afterwards, we had, there was a lot of, you know, celebrity people that were there. And so, of course, when I'm back in the backstage saying yeah. hi with everyone, of course, I'm not being bug quickly at that point. <laughs> yeah. With my friends, I'm not. You know what I mean? How yeah. pumped was Kenny? He, Right? I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Funny you should bring that up. Oh, oh, oh your right. assistant is yeah. like pounding her oh, leg no. laughing. All right. Yeah, he was a little too pumped. Yeah. Oh, and gotcha. I don't think he remembers any of the show. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, did, that's an exciting time for yeah. him. So, I think he broke his nose that night. Oh, oh sweet God. <laughs> so he had a good time. He yeah. had a great time. Hey, um, those are the best stories. We we have to wrap up, but I want to ask, um, did uh, uh, so three original songs it started with, but then you yeah. obviously wrote more for the tour. Yeah. Did you do any covers, and did you do um, What's Up by Four Non Blondes? Oh, we did not. Oh, okay. But Bonquiqui doing What's Up would be hilarious. Whoa. I mean, you can kind of... I think we should. Okay. All right, that's an ad for a Jeep, and they're not paying us, so... Uh, <laughs> volume down. Brad's do changed. They're not paying yeah. us. I mean, how will you... Yeah, take it. I don't know if this is going to have the lyrics, but it does. I'll cue you in. You want to take the first verse? I'll take the Wait, second one? Okay, come over here. Wait. Here, you sit in my seat. Sit in my seat. 25 years and my life is still I'll take it here Look at Great big hill of hope For a destination Sing it, Bon Quick Quick Oh, Bon Quick I realized quickly when I knew I should That this world was made up of this Brotherhood of men For whatever that means Alright, I'm gonna take this one. That's you, boo. And so I cry sometimes when I'm lying in bed just to get it out what's in my head. And I, I am feeling a little peculiar. Oh, he had to do all good. Oh, uh, you take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wake in the morning and I, I step, step outside, outside and, and I take, take a, a deep breath, breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs. What's going on? I'm coming in too. All right, everybody. And I say, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. I say, hey, what's going on? One more time. And I say, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. I say, hey. What's going on? <laughs> wow. Angela. Yo. Oh, no, no, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Keep going. Fuck it. <laughs> Such a pretty song. Such a pretty song. Uh, you're the best for Thank doing you. this. This Did you have a good time? I had the best time. Thank you so much. Um. So, uh, AngelaJohnson.com tour dates? Bonk, like yep. what? I mean, we'll, we'll put it on the intro, but... Oh man, yeah. Oh hey, we're on hey. we're all on Angela Johnson's hey. Snapchat right now. Yay. Snapchatting. Yay. I'm learning how to do it. I still I need to get better. I T- keep hey, forgetting. Just keep, hey, just keep asking your brother. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's um okay, so uh Twitter is uh, Yes. Everything at Angela yeah. Johnson. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then at Real Bunk Weekly. 
Cool. I want to see that hot mess. Yeah, I do. And we all and we all do. And, yeah. uh, so I, I think we need to reenact our tour and get in a pickup truck and drive back Let's up to Northern California. Let's do it. Trip it. <laughs> um, and Bacardi guy, if you're listening, <laughs> you fucked up. You had your chance. <laughs> so that's the show. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Julia White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.